0: Okay, Matt Lautner coming to you live. Casper, Wyoming, headed towards Salt Lake City, Utah this morning. And I got a new toy. It's called podcasting. This morning, I'm joined by an idol of mine growing up in the 1990s, uh, Brian Martin from Hereford, Texas. It was either 2000 or 2001. Brian bequeathed the uh, incredible steer to me. He uh, let me, me and my old man, Phil Lautner. By a steer off yet and we took him to arizona national and he was grand champion I have a soft spot in my heart for the brian martin show cattle uh you've been taking names for a long long time tell the audience about your your history growing up uh working with maddox and a few of those families uh just anything you uh want to talk about
1: yeah you know we i uh out of high school i went to work for maddox i graduated in 91 and I went to work for him a, a month out of high school, and it started from there. I worked for a Bernson family, and we won Fort Worth, and then went to work the next year, went to work for the Rashes, I worked there for four years.
0: For anybody that's just new to the business, that's podcasting legend Ryan Rash, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. That's,
0: I mean, most people would know him, but uh, yeah, that uh, that's pretty cool that you're... Paths have intersected
1: thirty years ago. And then uh just moved on to another moved on to another family, the Eldridge family. We won some stuff and then after that I moved up here to the panhandle and went to work for Zach Wall for Johnny and Zach Wall. What what year did they win Fort
0: Worth? Uh, they won
1: in So Amanda Wall won won Fort Worth in ninety nine and Zach was reserved in ninety eight. And he was reserve also at Houston in 98. That was one of the, kind of the first year of those full flushes
0: of being Kephart's. Show cattle business in a nutshell, in terms of you starting, beginning of your career uh, with a family, and then 20 some odd years later, uh, servicing their kids with outstanding show cattle in Houston, that's amazing. Yep. A little bit more on history, back whenever I was growing up, young whippersnapper, you had a uh a reputation for owning the fort worth stock shop uh, there was a four or five year run you were grand reserve for a pretty good stretch weren't you i mean back in the yeah. early 2000s or late 90s
1: somewhere in there it was it was good yes we we, we got a piece of it lots of many years we'll um, move up here to the panhandle i figured out pretty easy i had lived all over texas yeah. there's a reason why all the feed yards are here there's Cattle do so good up here in this environment.
0: For people my age or from the north, we're not as familiar with slicking cattle. We talked about this when me and Brandon Retro your barn. Uh, Your ability to identify high quality cattle at a very young age is probably what separates you from the pack in terms of being able to win these national level shows. But just talk about the differences you might have had to make in your selection criteria whenever they went from all-haired shows at the Texas majors. Uh, three of the four or four of the five uh, going to
1: slick shear shows instead of haired shows in the 90s? You know, the thing was, is the cows had to be just that much better. You couldn't just take a an average cow just because the calf was good at good young. I mean, usually those things start separating themselves when they're a thousand pounds. where I, I was raising cattle 25 years ago and those elite good cows for the slick shear deal, things separate themselves because those really, really good cows were the ones that would raise the real good ones all the way to the end.
0: This is probably a rookie question, one that I would like to know, because I am from the north and don't get to see them very often. Do you actually have to take that hair off to know what you got? Not, not so much on the ones you raise because you see them from day one, but like on the ones you buy, is it a little tougher to tell how they might slick? Or do you have to read in the pedigrees? or?
1: For us guys that really know what we're doing i mean we we can we can tell
0: a quick story on this exact point then i want to go back to one more question about the pack uh your steer that wins san Antonio this year so he went to fort worth he makes the lap at fort worth but doesn't get pulled off the wall correct right and that's incredible to me because he looked so awesome at the lubbock county fair that amazing steer uh, once you took that hair off he kind of blew the competition away. Class description, by, or division description by Judge Bedwell at Den and Tone, uh, probably was the most glowing description of a calf that I've ever heard in my life. I mean, one thing that I would be interested in know from you, Brian, uh, just could you briefly talk about your relationship
1: with Nick Ryman?
0: You two is elite individuals probably
1: made each other stronger you know me and Nick and you know Luke Luke Doris I I spent a lot of time in um, Stillwater when them boys were in college and stuff and Luke and Nick you know they graduated well they kind of they kind of gravitated back towards towards home and um, Nick <clears throat> we like the same kind of cattle and we just started, we started buying a lot of cows together and doing a lot of business together. And um, Nick, he would go all over the place and I'd go down here and every time we found something we liked, we'd just call each other mm-hmm. and we bought it. Yeah. And um, we had a bunch of good cows together and that, that's what was amazing is the caliber of the cows that we had put together donor-wise was pretty amazing and I mean there were several times that that I think Nora was thinking what in the world are we spending all this money doing but in the end it usually paid off I'm not saying every cow paid off and Mm -hmm. worked out but pretty much it was pretty close so we were we were batting probably somewhere around 90 percent I'd say on every cow that we bought that actually paid off and made us good money,
0: you uh, just got to be aggressive and put yourself in position. The ones that do pay off, whether it's a bull or a or a heifer or a cow, they uh, pay for the pay for them sick that don't work out. So, yep. anyways, we can include this in the podcast, Brian, or I can edit it out. But you had a, a skiing accident uh, several years ago and uh, went over the side of a mountain or something, didn't you?
1: I did. And, it was. Uh, about nine years ago
0: to relate the human interest side of the story. I just remember you telling me a story that, uh, uh you survived that probably should have passed away. And, uh, Nick, uh, unfortunately passed away in a, in a terrible accident. And, uh, I mean, it's just, you never, whether it's you or me or Nick, you never know uh, how long you got in this deal. And, uh, uh I just want to tell you, I, I got a lot of respect for you, Brian, and uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Lose the loss of a, of a great, great friend, I guess. So anyways, so we don't have to include that if you don't want to. But uh, I just wanted to mention, I know that you and Nick really nice. So anyway. no,
1: you're no, you, you're more than welcome to do that.
0: Uh, moving on to more recent times, your cow battering is amazing. Your track record at the Texas majors is consistent and amazing. I guess where do you see the future of the BM brand? You and Stocker kicking butt. Uh, you have several bulls that are uh, working. I was up at uh, Kevin Evans's and in uh, Wyoming just uh, a day or two ago, and he had some knock knock uh, clean and God
1: we trust son of yours. And looked uh, to me like that was a bull that might need to look. But C75 cow just like recently she has raised a pile of my good ones, and she raised at my cell a brother to knock knock which brought 110,000 and God we trust out of her. And yeah. then a King Cobra right after that brings 140,000. And I mean, he was an incredible animal. She raised a uh, knock knock. He was born. I could tell immediately that one was just absolutely unreal. And on top of that, to make it even better, he was orange. And yep. for us in Texas, that's-
0: in double, clean, correct?
1: Yes, double yep. clean. He is DS though. Yep. And those, those yellow ones, dark yellow ones, those orange colored ones we call, those, are, those things look so much better slick sheared. And so left him a bull, and he's worked. People yep. have been calling me, buying semen that have calves on the ground, and they're buying a lot more semen because those yep. things bred to dirty, dirty cows and clean cows because he was extremely hairy yep. as a calf they're absolutely in love with them the way their necks come out of their shoulders real high and their hips they're they're so soft-fashioned they look just the other day i went and looked at all of my um embryo calves up there the guy that raised them for me in my marsh deal and he had a pile of them and there was a bunch of them that i had plucked cows to and i was like wow Look to me, right. just uh, that one Evans heard and then a handful of other
0: places that I've seen that uh, in my uh, five weeks on the road that uh, dang sure the kind that would work in the northern market or the southern market, just having a little extra hair and
1: uh, still that really square build to them for sure. So, Yep, absolutely.
0: Anyway, maybe to conclude the episode, just give a little shout out for your boy stock. Uh, I told this story to Petey Miller not more than two or three days ago. Sometimes whenever you're the son of a industry uh, legend, such as Stock or Baylor Bonham or Petey Miller, uh, you sometimes grow up with a silver spoon in your mouth. And after, I didn't know Stock, all that. I went to Fort Worth to help you many years ago. on One of them calves that you were to reserve with in 2009 or 10, somewhere in there. Anyway, Stock was a very young boy at that point. And uh, he's grown up into a strapping young lad, and uh, more important than that, he—he's truly a sharp businessman, and uh, isn't going to uh, ride coattails. Looks to me like he, and Baylor are both going to blaze their own path. And uh, if uh, you just—I'm sure that you're a proud dad, but just offer a few comments about Stock and Baylor.
1: No, I'm—I'm I'm extremely, extremely proud of stock and it's it's been fun watching him and Baylor together. I mean, them boys right there uh, they want to take over the business. I mean, they want to they want they me and Steve got to be really really proud of them because they uh they, they want to be they want to be the elite one day and but they don't mind working. They don't mind mm-hmm. clipping all day. They don't mind fitting. They love fitting, but they love to be part of buying cattle and selling them and yeah. that's what's that's what's great about it you know they had their their heifer sale and it went extremely well but yep. and they've already won some stuff with some of them heifers that they that they sold and they want to they want to keep rocking on I'm really just on a uh,
0: personal note uh i mean just comparing myself to those boys uh my old man phil latner was uh you know he owned a few bulls that did all right and still does but uh you just have people treating you a little bit differently whenever they see your old man in the headlines on the show circuit or whatever back in the days, the, the magazines and whatnot. So uh, I'm an old man now, I'm 40 and got three kids. Uh, I'm past that stage where the uh, belt buckle bunnies were chasing after me. But uh, <laughs> it just gives you a young man like Stock and Taylor a different perspective whenever everybody kind of knows their name when they walk into the room so for them to be nothing but uh, professional and nothing but first class it says a lot about you and steve's parenting uh obviously you and steve are the standard when it comes to uh, show steer sales over the last 30 or 40 years but uh you know i guess the older i get the more value i put in parenting
1: and uh looks to me like you and, Guy, you and steve Hit the nail on the head with those two boys so absolutely, I, uh, absolutely Parent. i mean parenting is so important and you can see it even more and more nowadays making yeah. making them kids work i mean my kids grew up in the barn we lived in a, we lived in the barn house half their most of their life and they walk out the back door into the barn but they were at the barn the morning till night and um teaching them everything there is about the industry and growing up in it they didn't know no better but um or know no different but it's uh it's so important nowadays and like sage she's she's working for tyler norvell and helping that family and she is she loves the industry too and she wants to go on and you know be be just a big part of it just like stock and i'm really really excited and happy and Maybe later on in a few years when they're either back home or maybe they're going to go on and work for somebody else, but I know that they're going to be successful no matter what they do. You betcha.
0: Yeah, I love you, Sage. I'm not trying to leave you out. I love my (laughs) daughter, Maddie, too. So, Anyways, (laughs) I appreciate it, Brian.
1: You bet.